This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. Here we are. Episode 23. 24. 24. We know where we are. Hey, um, happy International Women's Day, bitch. Thank you. Happy birthday to all women. Happy birthday to everybody. <laughs> Especially the ladies. Only the ladies. To celebrate International Women's Day, which was as of this recording two days ago. We're just going to keep it going. Um, we're not going to talk about any women on this episode. We're going to talk about us. Yeah, we'll just talk about us. We also have a lot of calls to take this week, and none of them are from women. They are all from men. But honestly, they're all really good. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all, all really, really good. I love all of them. That's true solidarity, is calling in <laughs> and having good questions. <laughs> because there wasn't like a lot of hockey news this week, so I was kind of worried. But we got a lot of really good calls, so. And it's only going to get better because, Christina. What? It's almost the middle of March in like three Four weeks, playoffs start. I, I like I'm living for that at this at this yeah. moment. Like this is all I have. Mainline it straight into my veins. Should we do like two episodes a week when there's playoffs? That's a good question. I think we it's a distinct possibility at this point. Is all I will say. So how's your week been? Uh yeah, it's been it's been all right. So I I started. I'm in that weird part of my new job where it's like you've been working there for two weeks and you haven't gotten paid yet, and you're like, "What yeah. the fuck is the deal?" Like, I would like. Is some this money. an internship? <laughs> <laughs> I would like some money, please. Um, and also my car is uh not starting. Oh, okay. So this week's been pretty good, I would say, net positives. Right. Like I don't want to physically throw myself into any wells. I had to <laughs> I had to email my therapist that I'm seeing tomorrow to be like, uh-huh. hey, can you not charge my card <laughs> this week? <laughs> Hello. I would like some free mental health assistance just for a couple days. Just for a couple days. Just spot me. Just spot right. me. Like she's gonna come to my house with like a like a baseball bat and like hit me <laughs> if I don't pay. But like I've been seeing I've been seeing Tracy, my my sweet therapist, for like I hope she listens to this. I, I've talked about the podcast in therapy, which is extremely sad. 
why do you think I'm not going back to therapy? Because I would have to talk about a podcast. No, I, what I said was, like, I, I feel bad because I feel like Audrey, like, does all the work. Oh, for God's sake. And she's like, I think this is just you, uh, like, projecting a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, Thanks, I've, been, I, I've been seeing Tracy for, like, six months. So she was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> How are you? Well, I got a new microphone. So feeling pretty good about that. Sounding crisp, sounding cool. Yep. Um, you can hear my gravelly, nasally voice even better now. Um, and other than that, not much is new. So Brad Marchand <laughs> has been He's tweeting. been posting. He's been He's posting. Been posting. <laughs> In behavior that's near and dear to our hearts, he has been posting a lot. I didn't know anything about Brad Marchand and Tori Krug. Krug, yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't know anything about their friendship. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. It's always nice when two short kings get along. And, like, they have extreme, like, Christina and Audrey energy, where they're just being extremely mean to each other, like, (laughs) on social media, and everyone loves it. I I really love these guys. This is, like been going on for a while obviously like years yeah or they give each other shit for being i think they're both like five nine i'm like winking right wink now. wink they're like five nine on skates <laughs> yeah exactly and so they go back and forth over which one of them is actually taller it's i mean i sincerely encourage you to follow them even if you're not a bruins fan okay sidebar so audrey and i have this fight a lot because we're both like very tall women. I'm six feet tall. Audrey, you're like five eight, five nine, right? I'm five nine, yeah. Five nine. So I love short guys. Mm. I, I'm a big short king fan. When they so they they rip each other for like being short, but like you can yeah. tell they're really confident about it, and that is so hot to me. Like they don't care that they're five. Oh nine. yeah, like the confidence. The confidence is great. I've I think I've only ever known short men who are not confident about it. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It's a bummer because, like, when they're confident about it, it's, like, it's better than being tall. I had a very serious crush in high school. Oh, no. Here we go. Who was... So I'm 5'9". He was, like, my height exactly. 5'9 is a normal height to be. Yeah, but did not want to date me (gasps) because he was not taller than me. Like, that was a sincere issue that he had. (laughs) So it's been fun to watch them go back and forth. Another thing that um, Bradley, dear Bradley, has been tweeting about this week is uh, Mitch Marner's next contract. Oh, I didn't see that. On Tuesday. <laughs> because, like, the, NH- the NHL, like, PR department had, like, tweeted something about, you know, how- what a great season Mitchell has been having. Oh, I love Mitch. He said, I can't wait to see this kid's new deal. 12 million AAV, it better be. Hashtag Marner Watch. Okay, this is cute on several for several reasons. First of all, it is probably like interference for him to be like tweeting this. Tampering. It is tampering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not interference. Yeah, tampering. I'm like, okay, do you want him to come play for the Bruins? Is that is that is that what is going on here? But also, it's just very sweet that he cares. Maybe he's listening to Puck Bunnies, where we talk about Mitch Marner. Or is he, like, fully being sarcastic, is what I want to know. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Like, I think he probably respects Mitch's playing abilities, but I think he also just wanted to, like, be a dick. Yeah, (laughs) like, stir the pot, like he does on the ice. I think Puck Bunnies needs to issue, like, an official stance on Brad Marchand. I am very pro-Marchie. Oh, yeah, same. I feel like people don't like him. A lot of people don't like him, and I think it's because... He's a dirty player. 
but not in the way that like Tom right. Wilson is a dirty player. You know he's what just, I'm saying? He's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, he's just willing to like he's willing to dive and he's willing to Lick draw penalties and like be dramatic, uh, <laughs> which people don't like. But also like he has the playing ability to back it up. So. Yeah. How mad can you really be? Hi, Dido. Oh my god, she's so cute. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm recording this episode from my bed. So Dido is just Special like... guest Dido. Anyway, so he tweeted this out and then um, he followed up and was like, hey, I was just trying to point out like all his accomplishments, you know? I wasn't trying to do anything. And he said, <laughs> some people really took that the wrong way. You got to give the kid credit. He's a great player. That's all I was trying to get at. Just give us some credit where credit's due. He's such a fucking troll. He's like the Loki of <laughs> the NHL. He's like a trick he's like a trickster god put on this earth to like fuck with people. Well, your favorite GM, Kyle, responded. What did he say? Someone asked Kyle Dubas about Marchant's tweets. And he Mm -hmm. said, I think it was a master troll job, to say the least. You have to respect that element of it. You do. He's right, Kyle. And you should say it. So, like, the best part about this is that, like, the Bruins and the Leafs are probably going to end up playing each other, like, in the first round of the playoffs. That's going to be such a fun series. I feel like this exact series happens every year, but I think it's going to be especially good this year. That's, like, what Kyle said about it in the press conference. He was like, there was over a 90% chance we're going to play them in the playoffs. And he woke up in the middle of a game day and was thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) Pretty good. Kyle's, like, a low-key troll. Mm-hmm. And Brad is like a high key troll, so it's just it was just fun to see them like go back and forth. And it's also just refreshing, week. you know oh my what God. I mean? Personality, what a concept to like see some guys like have a sense of humor and like realize that it's a fucking game and that like you can you can have fun and be competitive and like razz each other. Nothing has to be like that deep, right? Uh, speaking of chilling out, oh. Kate Beckinsdale and Pete Davidson had sex at the Rangers game. (laughs) I mean, like, it's not where I would do it, but... It's not where I would do it either. You gotta respect it. There were tongues involved. Okay, like, how old is Kate Beckinsdale? Like, no offense. She's 45. What the fuck? How old is Pete Davidson? He's 25. Oh my god. First of all, she looks incredible. I know. I thought she was, like, She's hot as hell. There is a 20-year age gap. Okay, but, like, I respect it, but it's also a little weird, right? I mean, do we stan either of these people? No. I think we have to stan Pete a little bit because of the depression. Yes, and also he's a Scorpio. And also he's a Scorpio, so we're we're standing from afar, Pete Davidson. <laughs> he just looks so insane in every picture I see of him. Like, he looks unwell. We love a man who makes some questionable choices. <laughs> like, fully sticking his tongue down, like, another woman's throat at a hockey while game. The camera is on, while the camera's fully on you, like, at Madison Square Garden. Kate Beckinsale, I literally always get confused with Kate Blanchett. Okay, that's it. They look offense. nothing alike. They look that's nothing alike. A, yeah, it's, it's just also offensive names. to Kate Blanchett. I know. It's the names. It's the names. Oh the only God. thing I really know Kate Beckinsdale from is, wasn't she like a, she was like a sexy vampire. Yes, she's in all all the Underworld movies. Sure. That's the ones I'm thinking Which of. Which, of course, you never have seen. No, those are the ones where she's like, it's like a black, it's like she's just wearing latex. Correct? Yes, yes. And she was also in the uh, smash hit movie Van Helsing, also about vampires. You never saw Van Helsing? Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Well, she's, she, I mean, she's also, 
I mean, the Underworld movies are about vampires, so she's so she's cat. she's been a vampire in two franchises. Yeah, so she's been a vampire for the last like ten years. Why wasn't she in Twilight? Because they probably couldn't afford her. What a missed opportunity! Vampire franchise hat trick. I would have loved to see that. <laughs> Were you obsessed with Twilight in high school too? I think it was like freshman year of high school. When was your like peak Twilight phase? It was probably like eighth grade through like tenth grade. I was also late to them. Like I read them. I read them because the movies were coming out. And because I was like, what's sex? <laughs> Those books did not teach me about sex. That's for sure. No. You know, I- I'm thinking about like the sexual energy at like a Rangers game. And like, I'm sure that I would get horny in a Rangers game, but it would not be for whoever I was with. It would be for the men it would be for on Mika. the ice. It would be for Mika. Nobody else. <laughs> that is how I live most of my life now. Like horny for Mika. <laughs> Do you think he would make out with me at the Rangers game? Uh, I mean, like, like during a TV timeout? Yeah, if I just, like, Wouldn't ran down great? there. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. <laughs> so, like, what's our stance on PDA at hockey games? No. no. Don't do that. I don't want to see that. We're putting the stamp down. Don't do that. Uh, that's gross. Especially if you're, like, a celebrity and you know that at frequent points during the broadcast they're going to have a camera on you i think at madison square garden when there's games where celebrities are attending they give the press like a sheet of who is going to be there yeah because they get like free tickets most of the time that's so annoying like they can afford tickets they should be giving them to us they should be giving them to us so that we can make out (laughs) christina (laughs) let it be known let it be known (laughs) christina and i are willing to make out (laughs) For free tickets. Full tongue, like, for five minutes. I would love this. Five minutes, like, start the timer, let's do it. Um, <laughs> you you can show it on the Jumbotron. We will be selling it on our Patreon. But we, yes, we will be needing a copy of that as well. <laughs> all, all rights retained by Puck Buddies LLC. <laughs> The only the only PDA I really want to see at like a like a hockey game is like during warm ups whenever they like bump the drinks off the ice like that is that is affection to me yeah that's as much as I'm comfortable with personally um let's talk about people who hate each other instead okay let's talk about Ryan Reeves oh my god elite goal scorer Ryan Reeves this to me is entering into like he just talks about this so that he can get press for it oh for sure. It's kind of like, it reminds me of kind of like a WWE style yes. storyline. Wow, I'm learning. Wow. Okay, so let's take let's take it back through the years. Like, how did this start? Do you know? This started kind of last year's playoffs. Basically, like, Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson have, have not gotten along. Um, this started because Ryan Reeves, like, used to play for the Pens. So, mm-hmm. obviously, like, that rivalry has been super strong. Um, and then at the playoffs last year... Uh, Tom landed like a very hard damaging hit on um, Jonathan Marsh. So short King <laughs> right after Reeves had been traded to the golden Knights. Um, and so th- it just like kind of escalated from there because Reeves kind of fills that quote unquote enforcer role for Vegas. And he is very loud about it. He's very loud, very proud about it. He also <laughs> scores goals apparently from time to time, <laughs> which is fun. During the playoffs last year, I remember. I don't. I think it was. I think it was with their series with the with the Jets. Maybe like he had this 
batshit interview where he was like, I'm the strongest player. And then yes. <laughs> they were like, they asked him who was stronger, him or Dustin Bufflin. And he was like, it's me. Why would you even ask that? I am the strongest man in the NHL. And like Dustin Bufflin is like, like 6'5 and weighs like 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah. he, could, he could take Ryan Reeves and like I'd put him in the trash. I'd love to see that. I wonder if they've ever fought. So Ryan Reeves gave an interview to Sportsnet this week where he basically like kind of confirmed that over the offseason there was a team looking to sign him and he had allegedly said to them, I'm the solution to your Tom Wilson problem. Oh my God. I do not believe that he is smart enough to like come up with something like catchy like that. I'm not convinced that he actually said that, but I do think it's very funny that he's more or less playing along with it now um, and kind of like is encouraging this rumor again because he's a shit stirrer. Yeah. Somebody asked him if he plays differently when he plays the Caps um, and he said just ever since he came in the league, we just don't like each other. He's one of those players that plays a similar style to me. Obviously, I think he's got a little bit better hands and puts up a little bit more points. He plays with <laughs> Ovi, so that's a nice touch. Oh my god, what a little bitch. I love it. I love it so much. Because on the one hand, he's acknowledging that like Tom is a better player than he is. <laughs> but also he's like, well, he also plays with Alex Ovechkin, so... Well, and he's also saying that like Tom Wilson stole his style of play. That's awesome. <laughs> What do they what do they call that in wrestling? Is he a heel? Is Ryan Reeves the heel in this situation? If there's a Tom Wilson Ryan, I don't. It really like depends on. It's like heel versus heel. Yeah, there's no. It's like let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what's really funny about this is like you know Tom Wilson wants to fucking say something, but he cannot say anything. No, not after the whole suspension thing and everything that we went through with this past fall. It would just be stupid. Uh, yeah. And then do you, Reeves concussed him the last time they played in Vegas. And then there was that whole thing about him selling pictures of it. Which was gross. Which <laughs> was so gross. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Ryan Reeves said, I just don't like him. Hands down, I just don't like the guy. So there it is. You know what? We You're allowed to not like people. Yeah, and you're allowed to say it. That's fine. You are allowed to market yourself as someone who doesn't exactly. like Exactly. This is such a good marketing ploy. In my yeah. opinion. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, since it seems like we are potentially on track to have these two teams play each other in the playoffs again. Yay! My heart feels fine about that. My emotions feel good. How could that happen? Vegas is like third in the Western Conference right now. It's the Flames, the Sharks, and then the Knights. Oh, okay. And the Caps are second. Wow. Somehow. Clinging to life. It's fine. Love the Metro Divisions. Here's the thing about Tom Wilson. It's become apparent to me that Tom Wilson may be good at hockey. Isn't that just terrible? He has 33 points in the 47 games he's played this season. And that's counting the third of the season that he missed. That's incredible. Like, imagine how many he'd be on track for if he hadn't missed, like, 30 games. And Ryan Reeves, on the other hand, has 17 points in 66 <laughs> games that he's played. So he's um, doing his best. Listen, I'm not. I'm not here to pass judgment on anybody's style of play. I'm just putting the facts out there for everybody to know. Um. So Tom is the Caps' fourth top goal scorer right now. How did that happen? Could not tell you. He was never supposed to be like elite goal scorer. Tom no. Wilson. Like they, they drafted him to be an enforcer. 
he has 19 goals so far this year. So, like, not bad for a guy who quite literally fought his way up from the fourth line. Yeah. He had 14 total last year with, like, not missing any of the season. That's incredible. <laughs> anyway, Tom Wilson, good at hockey? Who's to say? I, I am. I, I am I am saying that he's good at hockey. Also, I am also the solution to your Tom Wilson problem. But I'll take care of him. I'll <laughs> take him out back. Any NHL team that wants to sign me, I will, I will, I'm the solution to your Tom Wilson problem. Imagine billing yourself as that. I'm not the solution to any problem. I am the problem. Yeah, I will bring more problems. <laughs> Let's keep talking about the Caps. Love it. That's just where we're at this week. Well, this is not a Caps podcast. This is not a Washington Capitals podcast, to be clear. It just so happens that there are things going on that involve them. And that's fine. So... I hope this doesn't spiral into, like, a whole thing, but are the Caps going to the White House or what? Like, are they going or not? They're gonna go. They're running out of time. They have until April. Oh my god, April's very soon. Yeah, they have, like, three (laughs) weeks, dude. Okay, I I think probably what what probably happened is that because they're already in DC, they were just like, oh, we'll get it done. We'll yeah, get it whatever. Done. It's we'll fine. Get it done. It's fine. And now and now it's like the night before the test, and they're like, oh fuck. And that's true Washington Capitals energy. Yeah, and truthfully, like I can also see just knowing who is in the White House and like knowing the staff he probably has, they're probably not on top of their shit. No. And because they didn't do it like the week after they won, they, it's like, just forgot. weird because okay. When the Penguins won the cup in Mm -hmm. June 2017, they visited in October. Like, (laughs) the next time that they were in D.C. to play the Caps, that's when they went. Yes. Known Trump supporter, Sidney Crosby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just start that rumor going. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because he's definitely voted in American elections. definitely voted. Totally voted. Obviously, planning a visit to the White House when it's literally a mile down the road from your arena, you would think would be a little bit simpler. Yeah. I don't... What's gonna... What's gonna happen? It's gonna be a big, annoying, like... It's gonna be so stupid. Yeah. It's gonna be so stupid. Because, like, what do you think is the political affiliation of most NHL and Capitals fans? Like, I'm very curious about Oh, that. I have no idea. Because, like, we are on, like, a very weird segment of, like, woke hockey discourse that I do not think reflects, like, the reality. No, no, no. I I mean, like, and I think that's that's probably true of most sports in general. Other than the the NBA. Yeah, other than the NBA. uh, The only good sport. Yeah. (laughs) The Caps just have, like, this weird dynamic of where, like, they they asked all the players if they were going or not. Because Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith-Pelly said that he wasn't going. In the fall. Then they went through and asked everybody else. And that's when Brett Connolly was like, no, I'm not going. But Alex Ovechkin said like, yeah, I'm going. I can't wait. And so a lot of them, because <laughs> a lot of them are just like. They don't care because they're not American. And it's also, it's not a political issue to them. To them, it's no. like, we get to go on a fun field trip to this cool house and get a fun lunch. And then we got to take a couple of pictures and then we just go about the rest of our lives, um, which is fine. I read this, like, article where <laughs> Ovechkin was like, yeah, I'll take a picture with the president and ask him when he's going to improve U.S. relations with Russia. And I was like, wow. Alex, stop! stop. <laughs> do not do that. that. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I think what probably a lot of other people don't know is that, like, in Russia, Alex Ovechkin, he is, like, friends with Vladimir Putin. They have a very buddy-buddy relationship, which makes sense. Yeah, and it's complicated because, like, 
there's no other choice for him. Like, he has to right. be friends with, with Putin. Like, that's just how it works. Because Alex Ovechkin is going to want to go back to Russia after he finishes playing with the Caps and go play, like, two games with the KHL and, like, make a <laughs> jillion dollars and, like, be the guy in Russia. Like, he has to have a great yeah, relationship Yeah, and his whole family is there and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, also, like, when you grow up in a country where you are one of, like, the most elite athletes of all time, mm-hmm. I have a hard time thinking that he sees he has been privy to any of the bad things Mm -hmm. related to putin's government or russian politics in general you know because because you're so sheltered from that kind of thing and also Mm -hmm. like you are a god in your own country so like why would they expose you to that what's been interesting to me is seeing like koozie's statements about all this stuff because i know that he grew up like very poor yeah he came from nothing and like was fucking smoking cigarettes at like eight years old and stuff like that what's more russian than that i know it's very cute but he's like super excited to go to the white house (laughs) yeah and that's the thing it's like for most of them it's like a a field trip yeah it's like when you're a kid like i went to the white house when i was a kid um when bush was president in like third grade and we were like (laughs) Hell yeah, we're going to go see the Rose Garden. It's going to be dope. Uh, and it was extremely cool. Like, we went on a tour, and and at the time, it was probably, I don't know, three years after 9-11, and we were, we were <laughs> fully in Iraq and, and Afghanistan at the time. And, like, I knew the president was a bad person, but it was the White House. So what you're saying is, is, like, most hockey players have, like, the intelligence of a third grader. Yes. And we should hold them the to political third grade intelligence standards. and understanding of a third grader uh, <laughs> is really what I'm getting at. And that's fine. And there are obviously exceptions. Like, you know, Devante Sinfeli said he wasn't going. And then if Holby goes, I'm going to be pissed. Holby's wife will, I think, kick his ass. I don't think he he'll go. I don't think, I don't he'll, think go. he'll go. And I, you know what? That is probably also something that's missing from why it's taken them so long. I'm betting that a lot of them have said, like, privately, like, not to the press, like, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, what I would like to think. And I think that a, a lot of teams struggle with this because some of them are like, well, if we if we're going, we're all going. Like, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody can opt out of this. But the Caps have very publicly said, if people don't want to go, they're not going to go. So it would look, I think, publicly bad for the administration, probably, and mm-hmm. for the Caps to show up at the White House and it to be like, Ovi, Kuzi, Backstrom, like all all the European players, and then Tom Wilson, Phoenix Copley, and Tom Wilson. <laughs> like a bunch of them said they were going to go, but then like you have Brett Connolly who said, "No, I'm not going to go." But then he also said, "I don't think it's the right thing to do, but it has nothing to do with politics." All right, again, third grade understanding. <laughs> he just seems like a mean guy. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with politics. Yeah. No, no, and no. I mean, sort of sort of like part of this narrative is that like other teams have used the trip to the White House as, as a specifically like political act. When the Warriors were supposed to go. Yeah. They like were said like, no. And they and they did something amazing. They like met with like President Obama uh-huh. and went to like African-American Heritage Museum. Yeah. Well, also with the Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl last year, only some of the players said they weren't going to go. And then they were uninvited from the White House. Trump canceled it because not all of them were coming maybe that's what's happening yeah maybe i i get the feeling that maybe that's kind of the situation that we're barreling towards which would be hilarious to me 
And it would make me, like, support the Caps more. But I think what the Caps are afraid of is their fan base is probably a lot more conservative. Franchises don't like taking risks, obviously. They don't like taking political stances. And I think the NHL is particularly um, guilty of that. Especially because it's, like, the fourth most popular by far. Yeah, and it's fucking Canadian. Yeah, like, they don't know. They don't care. It's going to be a spectacle. I'm excited. Can't wait. I can't wait to get some more Alex Ovechkin quotes about what he wants to talk to the president about. Like, go ahead. <laughs> Let it fly. <laughs> Do you want to take some calls? Let's take some calls. Hey, bunnies. This is Brian. First time, long time. I just started watching Pin 15 on Hulu, and it got me thinking, which hockey players do you think were total meatheads in middle school? And which ones do you think were totally dweeby or nerdy? Thanks. Bye. I like this one. Meatheads in middle school. There were no nerd. There were no hockey players that were nerds in middle school. No. Yeah. You start playing. You have to like to be an elite hockey player. Like to play in the NHL, you have to start playing when you're like a fetus. Yeah. So you're like fully a. You probably know that you're gonna be drafted by the time you're like twelve. <laughs> yeah. uh, so probably all of them were assholes on a scale of meathead to dweeby. I would have been in love with all of them because they were probably terrible. And they would have all hated me and thought I was a big nerd. Yeah. Because I was. More importantly, what were you like in middle school? Oh, my God. Oh, Audrey. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so some some extended Christina lore is that I moved around probably every like year to two years until I got to middle school. Mm-hmm. And so I never lived in a place for more than two years, more than two years. And so we moved to this very small town in East Texas where everyone had known each other. For since- forever. For forever. And, like, I was fucking weird. Didn't know how to make friends. Um, So I, like, I didn't have any friends in middle school. Like, I ate lunch in the bathroom. Cool. <laughs> I, w- I was addicted to Neopets.com. <laughs> and I watched anime and went to anime conventions. Wow. I love only this. had only had internet friends. Oh, my so God. So not much has changed. What were, you, were you cool in middle school? Definitely not. I don't believe that. I feel like you're really cool. I wasn't I wasn't cool in middle school because first of all, I didn't get boobs until high school. Like oh. didn't really hit the whole puberty thing until starting like the mat- last month of 8th grade. So I was just like this tiny, skinny, like flat as a board. Oh yeah. Like that was the other thing. I was fully grown. Mm-hmm. Like I was 6 feet tall when I was like 13. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. no. It that was wasn't <laughs> That wasn't me. In in 2009, the year I started high school, I grew five inches. Ouch. Uh, and probably three cup sizes. So nice. that sucked. <laughs> Your whole body was like changing like in the movie Flubber. It was awesome. Uh, so great. I did a lot of theater in middle school because I, oh. I went to an arts magnet school. Wow. Yep. Imagine having more than one middle school in your Turned out super normal, obviously. I had probably five friends. Did you have internet friends like in high school and in middle school? I did not because I was not allowed to use the internet for more than an hour a day until probably sophomore year of high school when I like needed my own laptop to do homework. How did you turn out this way? It's a miracle, honestly. I was I didn't have a MySpace. I didn't have a Facebook until I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I didn't have AIM. I wasn't like I wasn't allowed to do any of that stuff. Which like I think at the time I was probably upset about, but I'm like glad that I kind of missed out on that stuff now. Yeah, be, and but you're still a huge fucking dork with internet friends now. So yeah. all the turntables. <laughs> 
We're, we ended up in the same place. Hi, Bunnies. It's Justin in Vancouver. Uh, my question this week is about Jay Beagle. Uh, I'm sure that you both read Braden Holtby's piece in the Players' Tribune about Mario Kart. And my question is, how could someone who was knee-deep in Mario Kart for the entire run uh, of, of the, you know, going to the playoffs, winning the Stanley Cup, successful playoff run, playing Mario Kart the entire time, turn around and uh, be part of a veteran leadership group that banned video games. Anyways, um, yeah, just just wondering about that. Wondering if you had anything uh, that might clear that up for me, because I know uh, especially Audrey seems to love Jay Beagle. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks. Bye. I'll take my question off the air. Okay. So, to me... Mario Kart is something that you can only do with, like, people that are in the room, and it's, like, a communal experience. It's a social... It's like a board game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Twister. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, I would love to see the Vancouver Canucks play Twister. But, like, Fort, Fork Knife... Fork Knife. It is something that you do on your own. It is a solitary activity, and it's about killing each other. You can do it with, like, two people, right? Maybe? I think there's, like, teams. I don't fucking know. It involves headsets. It involves talking to, like, eight-year-olds who are playing it five states away from you. JT Brown, if you're listening to this, I am so sorry, but it seems like a lame game. And Mario Kart seems like a team-building. Like, it could be construed as, like, a team-building activity. I agree. I think the Canucks were right to ban Fortnite. They only banned it on the road, so... I would like to see Elias Pettersson, like, play Fork Knife, though. Like, that would be very <laughs> funny to me. I want to I see him, like... I want, like, a day in the life of him where he's just doing regular things. Yeah, that would be great if we could just follow him around. What was that old MTV show that it would, like, follow three people who were all experiencing the same thing? Um... I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. I was allowed to get on the internet constantly, but not watch MTV. Uh, so I know, I, what, I know, I know what Ghosty is, but I don't uh, know what true like, life. MTV true sh- life. Oh, true! I did watch that. Yeah, true life. Like I eat clay. Yes, yes, <laughs> I eat clay. <laughs> they were they were all weird like that. Like yeah. they started out normal, and then they were like they ran out of things to do. True life. I would for. absolutely watch True Life. I'm a Vancouver Canuck. Wow. Okay. Like, if any like. Vancouver Connects media people are listening to this. Justin. Please do that. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> so that Braden Holby piece really uh, ruined my whole day when I read it. I read it like on the train and was like crying on the train. So that was cool. Just hearing about how he grew up. I didn't know any of that. Backstory also. There, there was a Players Tribune article that came out this week authored more or less by Braden Holby. Okay. Sidebar. I did read something on Reddit about like how much those things get edited or written mm-hmm. and they said it like varies from person to person i'm sure that he is fully capable of doing that on his own in my brain he had wrote that whole thing yeah so. in my mind Continue. that's what matters Continue. but he he basically wrote about like how his philosophy of the game and like how he kind of experience like goes through life evolved from when he started playing hockey to how he won the stanley cup mm-hmm. it was very touching I would like to hire his goalie coach as my therapist. He talked about how his coping mechanism was like squirting the water and like watching all the water drops mm-hmm. like hit the, hit the ground. And I was like, that's really great. But like, I can't do that at my office because that would create like quite a mess. And probably people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stop spilling water everywhere. Maybe maybe what we'll do is we'll just get like a bunch of paper clips and like drop the paper clips on. The- that could work. Yeah, it would also be like kind of disruptive, but. 
But he talked about how all through the playoff run, like when it, whenever they were on the road, the whole team would play Mario Kart together, mm-hmm. which is really cute. And also, what else did we learn from that article? TJ Oshi oh. has a secret <laughs> Oreo tattoo, um, like next to his dick. It is very far up the thigh, and there were some very like important pictures to me included in that article. So, like, I have a lot of boyfriends on the NHL. Like, TJ Oshi is my husband. <laughs> Top tier. <laughs> it was a lot for me to see him, like, fully, like, laid out. There was a lot of thigh exposed. Uh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> the tattoo is very bad, by the way. It's awful. <laughs> it's like, you need to get that touched up, my man. Like, can, that you, looks... can you imagine how upset Lauren must have been when she saw that? What could she do? He was drunk for a month. It was awful. There's nothing that she could have done to prevent, like, anything. Those tattoo artists should have been arrested. I haven't looked at Verona's in a while. Is it bad? It's pretty bad. They were probably squirming a lot. Hey, fuck bunnies. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I got some questions about hockey, and um, I'm, like, I'm a newer fan. Um, so I, I, I don't – I want to be a part of the conversation, but I don't really know exactly what to ask. So I went on Yahoo Answers, and I found a couple of uh, questions – um, that the people want to know. Uh, so question one, why is there no horn when a road team scores a goal? Uh, when a road team scores a goal on the road, why is it the horn doesn't go off? Um, so that's question one. Uh, question two is, can you play ice hockey goalie uh, naked under your pads? No extra information on that one. That's question two. And then question three, a little bit more, uh, um, a little bit more in-depth. Is this the uh, is the current season of the Las Vegas Golden Knights their best season ever? Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, happy International Women's Day. Bye. So why is there no horn when a road team scores a goal? Uh, because the home team doesn't want the other team to experience joy. Duh. Why would you celebrate something bad happening to you? I wish there were more horns because I like the horns. That gets me hyped up as a viewer. Can you play ice hockey goalie naked under your pads? You should not do that. I don't think you should, but you probably can. So there, like famously, there are some players who just wear their pads and sweaters and nothing under it. Who are you thinking of, Christina? (laughs) Who do you have in mind? Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan loves being naked. It's also disgusting because, like, you should wear you should wear a shirt. Slap some Under Armour on under that, bud. Like, because the pads smell very bad. And also, they chafe. I imagine. Like, that's not good for your skin. Why does he do that? Because he's a thought. Yeah, because he's a thought. It's that's <laughs> absolutely why. Because he loves being able to like lift his jersey up on the ice. <laughs> There's just like I don't know if it's a real picture. I, I like in my mind it's a real picture like if he like Tyler Sagan is like wiping his face off with his jersey and it, his abs are just out and there's just like child like girl child like <laughs> pressed up against but the ice like looking at him <laughs> like having her first thoughts about a man and I'm like wow that is that is me <laughs> if you're gonna play uh naked under your pads at least wear a cup oh the last question is this the current season of the Vegas Golden Knights their best season ever eh it's it's roughly the same. I their record yeah. is roughly the same. Um, they will make the playoffs. It will be fine. Will they make the Stanley Cup? Who can say? Uh, they had just had a really rough start to the season this year. Um, but they have kind of been quietly making up for lost time. And they have Mark Stone. And they have Mark Stone. Hey, bunnies! Uh, out here on a Friday night, drinking my fermented Gatorade. 
had a question. Dylan Strom with the Blackhawks is on fire with Alex Dabrinkit. Is he fool's gold, or do you think he could be a legitimate second-line center? And secondarily, would uh, what would be the moves in the offseason for the Blackhawks that you'd like to see have happen uh, for their success, which I know that neither of you really care about. So thanks. Keep up the great work. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. So I see that someone is a fan of my Twitter account because I constantly am posting about Dylan Strom. Shout out fermented Gatorade also. I love that that's becoming a thing. Okay. So just some backstory. Dylan Strom was traded uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks from the just the worst team in the NHL, the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Say that to my fucking face. I just did. We are on Skype right now, bitch. (laughs) Also, your skin looks beautiful in the light. Thank you. Anyway, um, so he has just been lighting it up with his friend and roommates. And line mate. And line mates, Alex Dubrinkin. Love it. And Alex Dubrinkin, also extremely short king. He is like 5'6 on a good day. What is Alex Dubrinkin's sign? Oh, Dylan Strom is obviously a Pisces. Alex December. Oh, he's a Sagittarius. So I, I like that, like, fire and water combination. They balance each other out. They were friends in juniors, and so they've yes. been close for a while, so this was kind of like a reuniting of two mm-hmm. best buddies. So to answer this question, I do not think that he is full. I think he's the real deal. And I think that it's taken him, and, like, this is very inspirational to me because it has also taken me a while to, like, get my shit together. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that he's, like, needed a team to, like, believe in him and yeah. to put him on a line where people can support him. It's just, like, the chemistry is right. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people talk about, like, oh, players who are underperforming, maybe they just need a change of scenery. This has really worked out. Also has not worked out for the uh, <laughs> Coyotes because... Poor Nick. Nick Schmaltz, who also very handsome, he got like a season ending injury. So to answer the second part of your question, right now the Hawks are still playing like they think they can make the playoffs, which they can't, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen. So we've talked about this before in the podcast, but like the Hawks are suffering right now from having just absolutely zero cap space. Like, they mm-hmm. have all of these players from their championship runs from a couple years ago who are making money, like, tons of money, because they won a, they won cups. And, like, you have to play those players. But they're all getting old. I mean, like, Patrick Kane. I mean, like, big asterisk, Patrick Kane sucks. Mm-hmm. But, like, they can't move him because he's still really good. And he's have, he <laughs> has been having an amazing season. Fuck him. So he's going to he's gonna be a part of it for the, for the next couple of years. I, I think what I would do... I would figure out what you're going to do with the Corey Crawford situation because that is not sustainable. So Corey Crawford, he's just, he's just back he's again. He's chronically like, injured. And it's not his fault. I mean, like he's just someone who's had a ton of concussions. Anytime he gets like looked at the wrong way, he's going to be out for five games. That's a key piece of like their defense that is just not consistent. And you're like, you can't, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but you can't, you can't win hockey games if you don't have a consistent goalie. Wow. I know. Also, he gets, he's getting paid, like, way too much. I'm going to clip just that. And jack off That's the new intro to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so I would cut him. I would do something about, um, I mean, Taze can stay, obviously. I love I love Jonathan Taze. But some of these older guys. Yeah. What's his, what's the old, really old guy's name? Fuck. I know who you're talking about. I know exactly who I... you mean. Duncan, Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith. He's very hot. You got to do something with that guy, though. He is so fucking Send old. him to my house. <laughs> I will solve your Duncan Keith problem. 
Okay. What's your opinion on Russian players versus American players? I think that, I feel question? like this is inviting us to be racist against Americans. My opinion is that Russian players are better on social media. It's so hard because there's like two kinds of Russian players. Like you have the guys who like like Panarin and Bobs in Columbus, where they're like those guys like pan like they will not talk to American media. Like they they're, they're in their just own like, they're in their own world. Yeah, and so like I don't really care about them as much because I'm like you don't give me anything. They're really good on Instagram though. I mean, like everything's in Russian, so you never know what's going on. But it is hilarious. I'm just eating Thin Mints right now. We're doing some like ASMR. Yeah, sorry. And then you have people like like Ovechkin and Kuzi who are like very fun and like very open to the media and enjoy being stars. So I don't really have any opinions on like their play style. I have more opinions about Canadian players than I do about either Russian players or American players, I think. I have more, yeah, I have more opinions on like Swedish players. I love Swedish players. I think they're like very fun. Canadians are freaks. What did you learn about um, billet families this week? So I didn't know this. But, and I think they're, like, not used as much anymore. For Canadian juniors and, like, American juniors, too, like, they're sending these kids to, like, far-off lands to go play <laughs> to go play hockey They're sending free, them, like, two provinces over. Away from their families. And so they put them basically with, like, foster families called billet families. <laughs> you basically take a large idiot son into your house and, and, like, feed and clothe him. Like, I'll take this six-foot-two boy. Yeah, so he can play for, like, the Saskatchewan, like ice pigs or whatever <laughs> i feel like that might actually be easy. <laughs> so canadians are freaks and now i really want to do that because i think it'd be fun to have a large horrible child yeah. in my house who just eats and like masturbates now that mark stone has gone <laughs> to the knights i will gladly adopt brady kachuk Aww, he can live with me I'm so sad i'll teach him how to that. do laundry hey fuck bunnies this is jc from alaska had two flames related questions for you. First, how concerned should I be about this little losing streak? And second, how deep will the flames make it in the playoffs? Thanks. You guys are so great. Thanks. Bye. Wow. I love that people are coming to us for flames content. The funniest thing about the flames losing streak is they got shut out two days ago by the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes. Oh, bitch. You love to oh, see I it. I really love to see it. If you're a flames fan, you hate to see <laughs> it because that's not good. <laughs> It's great. Um, okay, so you should not be concerned about this losing streak. Here's why. The Flames have the easiest remaining schedule in the entire league. Yeah. There's like, what, 12 games left? They're playing the Kings twice and the Ducks twice. So as long as you make those four games count, you're good. They've lost four in a row. A, that's barely a losing streak. Grow up. If you're not losing at least seven games in a row, like... It's not really a It's not really a skin. Uh, they're a lock to make the playoffs at this point. And they'll probably play the Wild or the, <laughs> the Stars in the first round. Because they are the top seed. And the top seed always plays, like, the Wild card. For some bizarre reason. I feel like that's a very unfair matchup. But go off. <laughs> and then they'll probably play the Sharks or the Knights in the second. And that's when they'll probably get eliminated. Because we can't have yeah. nice things. As much as I would love to see the Flames, like win the western conference because i do feel that they deserve it like i feel like they've worked they've worked the hardest and they they have i think the most talented overall team in the west right now i don't think they're gonna win the western conference because life isn't fair and i think the sharks are gonna win 
That's right. And you know what? I cannot believe I am saying this, mm-hmm. but you know, you know what wins a playoff series? What, Christina? What? It's a goalie effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And wow, they do not have an effective goalie right now. They got to switch out. They got to put Dave. I know. And I that's the thing is that like the good thing about them having a really easy remaining schedule is that they can save David, sweet David, for the playoffs. Big save Dave. Big save Dave. They can save him for the playoffs. And play their starter. Yeah, play their (laughs) horrible starter. So don't worry about it. Basically, everything's going to be fine until they lose in the last round. Hey, bunnies. This is Greg and Duluth. I'm uh, I'm watching the Minnesota High School State Hockey Tourney. But uh, first time, long time. This is more, I guess, of an anecdote. But I attended UMD the same time as JT Brown. And we won the national title that year in 2011. And JT went off to the NHL, but he used to come back to Duluth a lot, uh, especially the sleazy bar grandmas, and buy the whole bar shots. Um, I don't know, was pretty, he was a pretty fucking nice guy, actually. So uh, Lexi Brown's cool, JT's pretty cool, and love the show. Take it easy. Oh, man. We fucking oh. stan. JT Brown is just, I mean, king of my heart. Probably, like, my favorite individual hockey player. This is also so Minnesota. I love it. Every element of this is so Minnesota. So some more Christina lore. I lived in Minnesota for, for four years. Mm-hmm. And JT Brown is from Burnsville, which is, like, a suburb of Minneapolis. Okay. And I just, I, he's such a Minnesota boy. I love him. I love that he plays for the Wild now and, like, he lives near his entire family. It's so Like, sweet. they all go to games. They all hang out together. It's, like, really nice to see that the Wild suck, but at least JT Brown is happy. I really wish JT Brown was a little bit better at hockey. You can't have everything. You can't be perfect. (laughs) You can be two out of three. Nice, handsome, and good at hockey. But you can never be all three. He's extremely handsome. Yeah. Again, I encourage all of you to follow his wife on Instagram. He's pretty good on Instagram, too. I don't care about that. I just care about Lexi's stories where she's, like, ripping on her children. the best. She's so mean to her kids. Like, not, she's not really mean to her kids. Like, she's just, she makes fun of them. She's the better Chrissy Teigen. Yes, that is true. a higher tier than Chrissy Teigen to me. I love Duluth. Let's go to Duluth. Let's go to Duluth. I'll go anytime. It's such a great town. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're in Minnesota or like near Minnesota and you haven't been to Duluth yet, like probably don't go right now because it's very cold. Yeah. Wait a little bit. But go during the summer. It is the most beautiful place I've ever been. It's gorgeous. It'll be like 65 and like sunny. The sun is out until like 1030 at night. You love it. There's a great distillery. You can get drunk everywhere in this city. Sounds like the bars are great. JT Brown might be there right around. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I think we did it. I think those those were all our questions from our men. men. Our harem. Thanks to all the men who practice feminism by calling in this week. It means a lot. I would just like to say thank you so much for, like, asking really great questions like that. Uh, We love our viewers, our listeners, uh, and and our viewers, people who look at us. (laughs) Anyone who sees me is a viewer. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you're a viewer of my content. Please keep the questions coming in. We love to see them. Text text us. Don't email us. That's weird. I mean, you could email me, but I I don't know where you would get my email address from. Like I said, you can call us uh, with your questions or suggestions, but don't get too cheeky. Don't suggest anything that we don't want to do. Uh, For next week's episode at 774-318-6952. 
Nice. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at puckbunnies underscore pod and Instagram at, at puckbunnies pod. No, no underscore. underscore. I should probably, we should probably fix that. Maybe I will. Probably not, but I'll think about it. <laughs> you can, of course, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. Thanks to everybody who's signed up. Um, you guys are yeah. the bomb. I'm working on the next uh, newsletter, which will probably be a guide to all of my favorite and Audrey's favorite wives and girlfriends. <laughs> The most important content that you would ever need from us. <laughs> this is Christina. And I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunny. Bye. See you guys next week. Bye. That was cute. That was so cute.
for the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.